What's going on? It's your boy, CEO Hayes, host of The Awakened Soul and co-host on The Breaks Radio and Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. And you are tuned in to the John Effect Podcast. Yerk! to the John Effect Podcast. This is episode 251. New listeners, welcome. Returning listeners, welcome back. I am your host, John Salvatore Mackey, a.k.a. Jamal Cena, your master of ceremonies, Cuban Rose in the Flesh, the podcast quarterback, Fidel Cashflow, the Afro-Latino Ryan Reynolds, on these hoes, Cheekbone Jones, Three Button Poppy, Brolivia Pope, the young OG, the Prince of Potomac, 68 Savage, because I owe these niggas one, the young OG, Juancito Fuego. BKA, often imitated, never duplicated, cannot be replaced. Motherfuckers, I'm back in the place to be. Guys, let's get into some housekeeping. Follow your boy on Twitter, at John EFX. I'm on TikTok, at the John Effect. You can follow me on Instagram at the John Effect. If Facebook is your thing, go over to facebook.com forward slash the John Effect podcast. Links for the shows are there. Links for shows that I listen to are there. Remember, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, um, CastBox. You can listen to the show on Stitcher. You can listen to the show on iHeartRadio. So many places you can listen to this show. Also, Please, 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 when you listen to the podcast, use the official hashtag, PodQB. When you see the links in your timeline, please retweet those, like those tweets. It helps the show potentially gain traction, and traction always means the possibility of new listeners. So email the show also, the John Effect Podcast at gmail.com. If you listen to this show on Apple Podcasts, Please, please, please give your boy a review. Rate the show four or five stars. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, so good news is we have a new review, and I'm going to read that. So give me just a second to pull it up. Okay, here we go. Okay, technical difficulties, please hold. Bear with me. Okay, so our review is from December 19th, 2021, from One Plus One. <gasps> 
five stars oh my god thank you so much this reviewer said i'm new to the podcast i just listened to episode 248 thank you new listener welcome i was supporting my friend and i fell in love with the podcast real honest relatable and fresh what more could i ask for keep up the amazing work black men black men black men thank you friend you know who this is Hashtag fofo fam. When I see my people succeeding, it's a win for us all. Be blessed, fellas. Thank you. Um, I am always eternally humbled when you guys have nice things to say about me and the show because a lot of times there are things that are said that aren't necessarily nice. But we're not gonna go on a bender or you know, we're not gonna teeter off to, you know, being called a faggot almost every week in the DMs. But anywho, so guys, um twenty twenty two, baby. This is a dual release. So let me just say this. For the next seven weeks, dual releases. I used to do dual releases when I would when Jackie and John and the John Effect were standalone shows. They, we would do dual releases. Um, but now Jackie and John is a part of John Effect Podcast, so it's a show within the show. So we're back on uh, dual releases. So, yeah. So personal effects? Nah, no personal effects. Um, let's take a moment of silence. We have lost some icons um, to the entertainment world. Um, we recently lost Betty White at the end of 2021, and we just recently lost... Um, Sydney Poitier. So we are going to take a moment of silence. All right, so we are back. So, guys, like, I want to just say I thank all of you for your continued support. You guys don't have to check this show out, and you have been doing so, and I appreciate each and every one of you. It means the world to me. I, I, I couldn't do this, and I wouldn't be able to do this without everyone's continued support. So I'll be back after the flippy. Catch you in a sec, guys. A hundred thousand couldn't get you one of these. Not one of these. I guarantee it ain't a flaw in one of these. Two hundred thousand couldn't get you in the league. And three hundred thousand you couldn't even buy the keys. I think you need to add fifty more cheese. Now shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Ho! Oh, I need to see you take it down to the flow. Spread your wings if you will. My fly real low. Pause for a second. My grind real slow. And if you do it right, roll there. that time guys it's time for gold silver bronze let's get it this week's edition of gold silver bronze all about the year 2004 so i have taken three singles that were super big in 2004 so guys we are tasked with who gets our gold who gets our silver 
who gets our bronze live tweet me let me know and you know what let's pop the lid and let's get things started our first contender nelly with flap your wings the lead single from his third studio album sweat released july 17 2004 produced by the neptunes peaked at number 52 on the hot 100 number 18 on the hot r&b hip-hop songs <sighs> next kanye west with selena johnson um all falls down the third single from his debut album college dropout Released February 24, 2004, peaked at number 47 on the Hot 100 and number 23 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs. Last and certainly not least, LL Cool J with Headsprung, the lead single from his 10th studio album, stylized as the Definition. I like that play on words of Def Jam. Uh, released June 7, 2004. Produced by Timbaland. Peaked at number 16 on the Hot 100 and number 7 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop songs. So guys, let's dig in. This one is going to be relatively easy. So first and foremost, Nelly gets gold with Flap Your Wings. When I tell you this, in 2004, I was 21. I was sample size. I was, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to own my shit. I was an it boy. Let me just say this. And this is when I was partying heavy. And I was in D.C. like all the time. When this used to come on in the club, let me tell you this. Nigga, this used to send the club up every fucking time. And let me just say, the kid was on the dance floor every time this came on. This was my shit to this day. That is still on my playlist when I work out to this day. So gold, 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 baby. I'm giving my bronze. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm giving my silver to Headsprung. Headsprung also sent, used to send the club up. Like, this is probably one of my favorite LL songs. If not, it's definitely top three for sure. And it ain't number three. Um, I love this song. Love it. Um, by, by default, I got to give All Falls Down bronze. Like, that is the Kanye that I like. After, um, what is it? After My Dark Sweet Twisted Fantasy, he became House Mother Kanye. And I can't do House Mother Kanye. I can only do Kanye Omari West. And that was the Kanye that gave us Jesus Walks. Oh, I'm drunk. That's the Kanye that gave us... All falls down. Um, but yeah, guys, that's gold, silver, bronze, and um, hang tight for a sec. The John Effect Podcast presents When I Was 17 with very special guest, CEO Hayes. Guys, the hot seat is gone. 
things happen. Things have a middle, they have a beginning, they have a finish. And 2022 is about different things on the John Effect podcast. I sent an invitation list out. And then I sent another invitation list out for some of my favorite voices in this community and just people that aren't necessarily content creators. Um, so my very special guest today, this is not his first time um, on this show. This is not our first time collaborating. I'm going to actually let my very special guest introduce himself. Um, I guess my name is Hayes, a.k.a. CEO Hayes, host of the Awaken Soul podcast and a few other. I do a bunch of stuff, but that's my main baby. Uh, that's me in the nutshell. OK, uh, for the, the slight introduction uh, to the world, but OK, I, I will rock with it. So, again, <laughs> I wanted to thank you on air for participating in this. When I did the initial list, you know, I was like, I want to add some more people. And then you obliged, so we're here. So we're going to kick things off. So the first question, what year were you 17? I would have been 17 in, that would have had to be 2004 when I was 17. Okay, all right. Okay. So the next question, is a layered question. So think of you at 17. What three words would you describe yourself at 17 and why? Crazy ass nigga. <laughs> um, why? Because at 17, that was, so my parents divorced when I was 16. Um, and uh, I was, it was very telling to me being 16. And so that was the first time that, uh, like, after my parents divorced, uh, we were living in Italy at the time. We moved okay. back to St. Louis, um, where my mom was from. And then my dad got stationed in California. So that was the first time ever in my life I hadn't had my father there. Me and my father are extremely close. Right. And I processed my anger of that um through being crazy. Like at the at the point I was starting a new school, being in a new city. Um I think I got in a fight my fourth day going to that school. Um and that was like my calling card at that point. Like I my friends used to be like, hey CJ, I bet you can't whoop his ass and I go start a fight. And that's just, that was how I processed like my, um, because my mom, when we, when we left, my mom had to work two jobs. I right. have six sisters, four of them are younger. So I became the man of the house. Like, right. and my mom, I would, I would wake up, put my sisters on the bus, see my mom off to work, go to school with myself. And then my mom wouldn't come back home to about 10, 11 at night. And I would uh, wait up for her. And so like most of the household stuff was on me. And, uh, I think I had a lot of resentment towards my father and the way that I took that out was everybody could get it at that point. So yeah, that's why I was crazy ass nigga. I was crazy as shit. Okay. Okay. I, I thank you for the transparency on that one. So the second part of that is, so looking back where you are now to 17, would you still describe yourself with the same three words? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Th thank you through like, therapy and uh self-reflection right. i'm a lot better i'm a lot more level-headed and calm now um so yeah not not at all not even remotely my son my oldest was born when i was 19 and that's when i think i started i didn't come out of it then it wasn't like this automatic switch when i had kids that i fixed myself but it, right. it was it was a step on, on that path and then uh, me and my dad fixed our relationship <laughs> and once all that stuff started happening um and like i said through therapy i've gotten a lot better but uh, now I would describe myself as um, 
I always say the lovable asshole, but just to, to not use the same thing all the time. I, I, now, father first, a creative, um, but more so than anything, I like to think of myself as um, as someone who like, I, it's all about growth for me, personal growth, everything else. And I focus on that. And uh, I'm a lot more level-headed person. I still have some crazy times, but I'm a lot more level-headed in general. Okay. Uh, so switching gears just a little bit. At 17, what was something that you absolutely despise and why did you despise that? Ooh, um, I despised... Honestly, at that point in time, I think I despise joy, if that if that makes any sense. Like I was in such oh. a bad place in my life that like seeing other people happy was like, man, fuck y'all. So uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got me upset. I didn't know how deep we was going to get. I didn't know we was going to be jumping off like it, it was going to get this deep this soon. Not, but yeah. I, I appreciate it. You're understanding the assignment. So I, I, I thank you for sharing that. It's not all like that. I promise. I promise. No, you're fine. You're fine. I, you know, I don't mind getting deep at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that and um, idleness, like I think because if if I had any time of being idle, it gave me time to think and be more angry at the fact that my father wasn't around. So, right. yeah, I don't mind at that time. I hate it. OK. All right. So it's funny you say that because the next question at 17, who was a celebrity that you felt was so overrated? And did you buy into the hype of that celebrity? Who was, I'm trying to think back who was big back then. Um, Honestly, Mike Jones, if I had to pick anything from back then, I think that would have been the wow. time of Mike Jones. I never really, like, I, I love, like, UGK and he, a lot right. of Houston-based rappers, but Mike Jones, I was never a big fan of. Um, Usher too. I was never what? a big fan of Usher. I, wait, now and like, I, and I also think it was just because I was angry. Who wants to listen to feel good music when they're an angry person? Like, yeah, yeah. I love Usher now, but back then I just I could not stand Usher. Okay, all right. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of stay in the same vein. So think back when you were seventeen. Who was someone that was huge when you were seventeen that you're surprised now that they fell off? And then the second part of that is who now is still around that you thought at 17, we are never going to hear from this person again. Okay, so the first one, who's not as, he's huge now, but not in music. So I would say 50 Cent. Like at that point in time, you can tell me that 50 wasn't going to be at the top of music game for the next 20 years. And because uh, that was when G-Unit had his like big rise and its yeah. run and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't think that the music part of, 50 cent would fall off as quickly as what it did um yeah. <laughs> as far as who who didn't i think i and i don't know if he's as big now like he but but jeezy i didn't i liked jeezy but i didn't yeah. see jeezy becoming like the like the levels that he reached i always thought he was going to be that person that like was um had his niche audience um yeah. but then he completely blew up so it'll be those two it's so interesting that you've answered this way because with these segments of when I was 17, no one has heard anyone else's episode, so they can't reference it. But your response to this question is so funny to me because someone else that I did the same segment with who's in your same age bracket answered almost identical. So that oh, wow. is quite interesting. And when they answered, I was thinking, 
I was not expecting those names. Okay. So next question. When you were 17, what did you see your life looking at, looking to be in your 30s? And this, remember, this is what we said before production that I want you to hold on to this question when we're done. Um, at that time, I, I saw my 30s, because nobody could tell me that I wasn't going to be playing football professionally. Um, okay. Yeah, I was... I think I, I haven't, I don't live in St. Louis anymore, so I haven't checked, but like I owned every Russian record at Hazelwood East, which is the high school I went to. Right. And um, nobody could tell me that I wasn't going to make the league. Like, of course, I, I had that starry eyed kid, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to get drafted to the NFL and I'm going to be no, a big superstar. Right. Uh, nobody could tell me any different. Um, but then it, a year later, my senior year, I busted my knee. And so that kind of affected that. Well, not kind of, it did. But yeah, at 17, I absolutely thought I was going to make the league. And then on top of that, like, I, I I was a big baseball star, too. So I was like, either way, oh, I'm, I'm going to either okay. make football. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's it's that that I couldn't see. And as far as, like, where my life was going, like, I, I expected I'd be, like I said, a big, a big star in the NFL. So okay. dreams of kids. <laughs> All right. So who are some of your celebrity crushes when you were 17? Janet Jackson has been my celebrity crush since I was seven years old. Good answer. Good answer. Gold star for you. Gold star. Yeah. I used to tell my mom when I was like seven or eight that I was going to marry Janet Jackson. Like I used to say that forever. Janet Jackson is still to this day. Rosie Perez. I have a lot of crushes that I've held on to. Rosie Perez was a big crush of mine back in the day. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've got now. I've grown out of that one, but yeah, especially she. (laughs) She's she's aged horribly. But uh, (laughs) shout out to Rosie Perez. Um, and then trying to think. Oh, um, absolutely, Alicia Keys. I had the biggest crush on Alicia Keys. So, okay, I I I get it because yes. This is when she had transitioned out of soft stud Alicia Keys, you know, with the strap mm-hmm. and the Adidas box and the second shelf and the dresser. She was more feminine. She was like, the hair was out. So, yes, I definitely agree. It must be something about you niggas that were 17 in that year because that is another answer that I received as well. So, okay. so it's, it, That was the you don't know my name, Alicia Keys. Yes. And like that, I think it, it was that video that was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, that did it for me. <laughs> Next question. How did you approach sex at 17? Oh, man. Um, so my 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 sexual. So I lost my virginity when I was 12 and the girl was 17 years old. And keep in mind, I grew up in Europe. So like sex okay. is a lot more free then. Yeah. Um, so I think at at 17, I was. I was just enjoying sex. Like back then people were still like, Oh, eating coochies nasty. And I was like, sit that shit all on my face. All of it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, so I think my approach then was very much like a lot of 17 year olds. It was, it was more about a, how much can I knock out in in the shortest period of time? So uh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was not expecting was not expecting that answer. I, I want to also give you a gold star because I feel like you gave to this point, because I still have some more recordings to do. That is probably the rawest response to that question. So I thank you again for that. 
So we're going to kind of stay in the same vein, but not get, well, we'll, we'll just see. So at 17, how, what lens did you look at the world when it came to race and race religion? I'm excuse me, race and race relations. And I'm kind of curious to your answer with this one, you know, given who you are. Yeah, definitely. So like my, just to give some color and some background. So uh, if your listeners don't know, uh, my dad's white. I also grew up in Europe. Uh, so like my ideal deals and everything with race, like we're really informed different than most Americans. So like I I remember I was probably nine years old before like I realized that my parents being a, a interracial couple was something rare. My dad came to pick me up from school and the whole class stopped. I was like, your dad's white. And I was like, yeah, I guess he is. I had never thought about it. Wow. Um, but my yeah, yeah, it, honestly. And, and, and so in while like interracial couples were i think kind of rare then in the military interracial couples are extremely so like i had that double down of living overseas living right. on the military base and with just other military families and there's super large chunk of interracial families there so it was kind of normal um and but keep in mind like my mom uh is a freaking black radical that's part of the reason why i have my opinion that you can date outside of your race and still be very pro-black and then my aunt i mean not my aunt my uh, my godmother is a she was a black panther so like these are the women in my life that informed me so like i've always been very proud of being black i've always been um and so like at 17 it was that i realized keep in mind that was my first time like living in the states so like i realized that my ideology was a lot of different from people so i think when i had like conversations and, and stuff of like race or whatever else and i was more open with like other things that weren't typically black like rock music i've always loved classic rock music so like right. i think i looked at race then as something that um you can have pride in that i had pride in um but i also i wasn't as outspoken about it because i knew that it was my experiences were so different than the people around me um and i had it growing to like speaking on my experiences and, and whatever but uh i think race for me like it's also it was the first time that I ever experienced racism again because I lived on the military base. So like um, when I when we lived in St. Louis, it was like one of the first times I remember me and my mom went into like we stopped at like some store in somewhere in Missouri and it was all white people, white owned establishment. And literally everybody was just stopping and staring at us like, what, what are these niggas doing in here? And that was the first time I had really experienced. So, you know, if I had to put it in into a concise thing, I think um, back then I was very naive to racism. And right. so. Um, that me experiencing that kind of hope add some layers to to my my views on race as well. Okay. All right. So this one we're gonna we're gonna go left a little bit. At seventeen, what was one? Because I'm sure there are many. One of your craziest experiences. Um. Oh man. So, uh, keep my high head. I was angry and everything. So there was a time where I, me and my friends, uh, my core group, we went out somewhere. I can't remember where we went out mm -hmm. and, uh, we, we started drinking my friend, Nino, he, he used to call it fire water. He, he mixed Hennessy and vodka. And what? so we were, we were, yes, exactly. Like looking back now as a dog, I'm like, how dare he? But like, so we were, we were, we were drinking fire water and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the first time that I had ever got like blackout, don't remember shit drunk. 
Okay. And, our, and the only thing I remember is they were dropping me off back at my mom's house. I go to my mom's house. Um, I'm coming back in. And she's, of course, like, where you been or whatever. And I'm drunk. And I kind of stumble. And she's like, boy, have you been drinking? When I tell you, my mom made it from the top of the steps to the bottom. And the way that her fist hit my <laughs> stomach, it was like all one experience. And then uh, keep in mind, I was drunk as hell. So, like, I think I just passed out from the mixture of pain and alcohol. Right. And I woke up the next morning still at the bottom of the steps. And my little sister was like, what the hell happened? So that was definitely crazy. Experience. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. All you right. got me opening up here, man. I, and, I, and I appreciate it because, like I said, you really got the vision of what I wanted to bring with this. So thank you. So we're not too far in often age. So this next question, I'm going to be curious to how you answer it. So at 17, where did you see technology going? And are you surprised where we're at now with technology? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think... Back then, just the idea of having a touchscreen phone, because right, that was that, yeah, that that was like the razor phone areas. Like, so I I couldn't imagine like these touchscreens and tablets and touchscreen right. monitors on computer would just be as like normal as what they what they were. And technology for me was just something that it was cool, but I wasn't like really big into technology then. Like, I had a computer and everything, and right. um, but I couldn't I couldn't fathom at all like where we are now the fact that we don't even have to carry cds around anymore like i still remember having my cd book like everything's all in yeah. threes it's crazy okay I, i'm with you i'm like what no cds that's okay so next question at 17 what was your favorite album so this means your favorite album at 17 your favorite artist at 17 they don't they didn't have to come out when you were 17 but it, it's mm. who you gravitated to musically at 17 little way absolutely little wayne to me i think because every album that he dropped in like carter one two three area right. was all i would relate it to the plate that's we were like close to the same age the carter right. two for me i believe that would have dropped when i was 17 but like that that album to me was like a, the first album that i i thought was a masterpiece and um yeah and it and i hate and then let me not say hate but like little wayne was not my favorite out of the hot boys at all and then when the carter dropped well he he had like the the squad mixtapes up until the carter one the carter one i loved then when the carter two dropped it was just like listen here this is this is a masterpiece i i, I played that album so much my sisters got tired of hearing <laughs> the carter two so all right so this next question separate from an earlier answer that you gave so when you were 17 who were some of the baddest bitches that you can remember okay um that would have been around the time of uh what was her name beauty dior was that her name the uh the chick who's in the tony ayo video her um shit who else would have been around that time um damn it I'm, I'm having that's I gotta go back through the, so through the we can, tapes we can even open it up. We can even open it up. It doesn't have to be someone that necessarily was popping when you mm. were 17. It can just be anybody like someone, like I'll give an example, somebody who I thought was a bad bitch when I was 17. So mind you, I was 17 in 2000. So to me, Tyra Banks was the baddest bitch when I was 17. Tyra Banks, Tony Braxton, Janet Jackson, when I was 17. Definitely Tony Braxton for for Absolute sure. Um, and since you mentioned uh, 
uh, damn, what was the chick's name? Who she was in a reality show? I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, but also, uh, Jessica Alba. I love oh, Jessica Alba a, back then. Um, that was like Dark Angel times, and then trying to think who's around back oh and this people are going to judge the shit out of me for this um well probably not but i had the, the christina aguilera was the fucking dash that, that dirty video after that we, nobody could judging take. this man for this selection Listen. Let him go ahead, go ahead, get it off. <laughs> yeah, Chris, that Christina Aguilera, like, at, like it went from me, like, not even knowing who, like, really Christina Aguilera was to, like, right. it being anytime she, if she was performing at an MTV Awards or whatever, I had to know the time because I had to see her. Like, because Christina Aguilera was, yeah, for sure. Okay. There, the taste, the taste level was there. All right. So we're going to go into the next uh, segment or the next uh, question, rather. And this, again, this is for you to answer as freely as you'd like. Who are some of your biggest inspirations to you when you were 17 and why? Mother, uh, first off, because let me shout out to Patricia, um, because my mom seeing her worth ethic and the fact that our our way of living didn't change at all when she became a single mother and the way that she worked hard to provide for us and to um, just give all that. My mom is my biggest inspiration in my life. Um, and so I, I, I can't say anything other than my mom there first off. Okay. Um, and then I think also, um, Jay-Z for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jay, Jay is always going to be there for me. Um, and then also, I think who else around that time? Mm, I'm just going to go with those two, my mama and Jay-Z. Okay. So go back into the memory banks. What was the biggest trend going on when you were 17? And were you on board with it or are you like, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. Listen, I lived in St. Louis at the oh. time where Air Force Ones were the biggest. Like, I, 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 I still to this day, I think I've only ever in my life owned one pair of Air Force Ones. And that was just because my mama got them for me thinking that that's what all the kids wanted. I have never been a big fan of Air Force Ones at all. I can, I can see that. I think, yeah, I, I was always Air Max or Jordan, but yeah, Air Force One. I don't know. They just look kind of, kind of plain, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I, I get it. Like, like some of the, some of the ones, like some of the colorways are, are dope. I can honestly say that. But for me, if I was going to go anything that even remotely looked like an Air Force One, I would just get some Jordan Ones. And I like those way better than Air Forces. So, Right. So to cap things off, the last question for you. If you could give your 17-year-old self three pieces of advice, what would they be and why? First one I would say is let the anger go. Okay. Um, because that my anger got me in a lot of places that um, I didn't need to be in. Um, on top of that, I would also say, because um, uh, so just to, to color this too, like I have my own photography business now, and seventeen was when I I started to want to get into photography, and my mom right. was like, "Hey, that's an expensive hobby." Um, I'll buy you a camera if you want one, but then you can't get X, Y, Z. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'll do the video games. So I would absolutely say, get that camera. Okay. Um, and then selfishly, just because me, 
former host of Love, Lust, and Bad. That's all I got to say. Focus on the goddamn click. There you go. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, okay. So, you're no stranger to this show. You've been on before. This is your spotlight. So, take us out. Spotlights and let the listeners know where they can find you, plug your products, you know, leave them with the lasting impression. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can also follow uh, my podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. Um, you can, if, if you're a sports or Bulls fan, I have another podcast called Chicago Bulls Central. It's mainly a YouTube channel, um, Chicago Bulls Central. But um, as far as like what I'm working on, I'm working on this, like it's like a mini doc slash short film on why I became a creative um, that should be dropping shortly. So be on the lookout for that. I put a lot of passion into that. And just like with this, I get very raw on some things there. Um, some things that I haven't like talked about publicly just because I've, I've tried to remain classy. So like some of the stuff like the fallout of love, less than bad. That's all the stuff I talk about there in detail. Um, and that, yeah, th- those two places you can follow me. If you want to follow my photography slash film company, it's at legacy visions um, on every social media platform as well. Okay. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, that is CEO Hayes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. I told you, anytime you need.